Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. And man, oh man, do we have games to discuss, Mac. This is going to be a really exciting weekend of college football. We've already previewed Florida State LSU on Wednesday's episode, so if you missed that, go listen to it. We're going to preview Duke Clemson on Monday's episode. So today, we've got the rest of them, all the other games going on this weekend. Cannot wait, KG. And just another little scheduling nugget for everybody. Uh, on Monday, we will have a Clemson-Duke preview uh, for that game. And then you're going to have to wait till Tuesday. We're going to do a bonus episode on Tuesday, recapping the whole weekend. So you got to wait. We're going to do it then. Uh, hopefully, it's a lot of great games to talk about because, again, the way the schedule shakes out, Kelly, it's going to be fun. A lot of opportunity. And just I can't overemphasize, we played last night. We're playing tonight. We play Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nobody else is doing that. A lot of great coverage and a lot of great opportunity for these ACC teams. No doubt about it, Mac. And you're going to want to tune in to uh, Tuesday's episode because we're going to stay up late after Duke Clemson and record that after Mac's ACC Network show. So who knows what we're going to say? I mean, that I'll have just done the first baby feed of the night. Who knows what I'll say? And I'll be getting ready for number two. Uh, so you're going to want to tune in to Tuesday's episode, Mac. I'll definitely sure. say that. And I know you're getting ready to go on the road. You're getting ready to be working. As I mentioned, I'm getting ready to be couching, uh, to be watching these games, getting ready to be tailgating a uh, little, some home tailgates, you know, not really a full a tailgate home yet. Nothing but wrong with that. I will tell you, Mac, before we get into these games, I think I've aged 10 years. I think I'm 40 now um, because a couple nights ago I hosted book club and put together a charcuterie board, which you love. <laughs> And got my cheeses. Ingles has an incredible cheese spread right oh, yeah. there, like by the deli, right there, by the pastries and the cakes. So many good options. And Mac, you know, if you're a classier fan base, maybe a UNC Chapel Hill, perhaps, you like to do a little charcuterie. Well, wine and cheese. A little yeah, wine and cheese. a little charcuterie for a game day. So if you're in the mood for some, some wine and cheese, Ingles is your spot. I've got to tell you, I have some great dear friends, uh, and I'll just call them out by name, actually. Wesley Cook, who... I did not think would be a wine and cheese guy. And mm. he loves it. Big charcuterie board. Anytime he comes over to the house, he's like begging for it from Kaki because she's she's really good. She can oh, make some I know Kaki's a pro. Uh, yeah. she, she can make it up. So Ingles is the spot to get all your stuff. The, the section, it's all there. The cheeses, the nuts, the meats, mm. whatever you need, you got to get it going. But same book club, KG. It's <laughs> tailgating time. Okay. Can we tell the people about the grilling, what they need to get? Uh, that's where you need to go to Ingles for. Get the meats, get whatever you need, get the chips, the dip, the guac, the salsa, mm. get it going. Because we've got all weekend long and Ingles can take care of you. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. All right, Mac, let's talk games. We're going to start with our big game breakdown. We've got two 
games that fall into this category of this group. Obviously, FSU, LSU, Clemson, Duke, those are in there as well, but those are different episodes. Let's start with the game that I am most excited for on Saturday out of any game in the country. And that's North Carolina, South Carolina. Number 21, North Carolina plays South Carolina in Charlotte in the Dukes Mayo kickoff classic. North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. This is 7.30 p.m. on ABC, primetime action. Mac, the big question in this game is, I, I think, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. Tez Walker, is he going to play? At this point, I, I don't think so, but that's a huge difference maker for North Carolina. Who shows up and who's going to be able to catch those passes from Drake May? And then on the opposite side, Mac, from a South Carolina perspective, was last year when they <clears throat> beat Clemson, beat Tennessee, when they you know played well in the bowl game, was that a fluke or is that sustainable? I think that's the big question with the Gamecocks. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and interesting just to look at South Carolina, um, you know, they, they lost a lot, right? A couple of key players in the transfer portal, some guys to, to you know, moving on. And they've got to refill that. And, and so I think they're going to be pretty dependent on some young guys really stepping up. And, and are they ready to go? You know, that will be interesting to see. But on the North Carolina side, I mean, absolutely. I cannot overstress this situation enough with, you know, Tez Walker and the fact that he has not heard anything definitive. Terrible. about. I mean, it's crazy. This young man transferred in January, mm. enrolled. Two days later, the NCAA changes their legislation, which seems illegal. And then does not tell him until August that he cannot play. Just play I mean, him. That, it, it's That's what I'm dumb. saying. What, what are they going to do? What's the NCAA going to do? They're going to keep you out of the college play. football playoff? Nope. No jurisdiction. So run it up. Let's see what happens. Let's make a, a crazy mess out of it. And then just sue the NCAA if they try to do any actions. They're okay, great at being sued. They love it. Get it done. They but if he if he's not able to go, I don't think Mac will do that. I think that yeah. uh, Mac Brown's too classy too to do that. respectable, too classy of a coach. But – I probably would. We'll see what would happen there. Uh, maybe I'll get that shot one day. Who knows? Uh, but, you, you know, guys got to step up if, if he's not available. You know, Gavin Blackwell, Nate McCollum, who I have super high mm -hmm. expectations for, J.J. Jones, uh, Andre Green, a uh, super talented freshman last year, now is is a, you know, sophomore. Kobe Pesor. Like, there's, there's dudes on the team. I'm not worried about the depth, but I just think Tez is an NFL guy, and, and you would like to have that. Uh, and, and really on top of that, talking about pass catchers, KG, They've got some great tight ends. I feel super comfortable with Copenhaver, with Morales, with Nesbitt, and they're all three really different guys too. So I, I think that there's bodies that are able and willing, but you just, man, you, you'd love to have your guy yeah. who you feel the best about, who was a preseason first-team All-ACC guy, by the way. You'd love to have him ready and, and ready to go. I think that's going to be interesting from an offensive side, right? Who's going to catch those balls? Who's going to make those plays for North Carolina? But to me, Mac, this game, com this game comes down to, is this UNC defense better? I mean, we heard Mac Brown last week on our preview episode. If you haven't listened to the North Carolina preview episode, check it out. Mac Brown got pretty salty. And he said, I want the run stopped. Gene Chizik <laughs> knows, I want the run stopped. We are going to be better at that. So can South Carolina be better defensively in this game? Put, it, put kind of a different foot forward for this season where people can look back and say, okay, this, this defense is improved. And we know, Mac, at times, Spencer Rattler has been turnover prone. I think there are some opportunities, but this defense has to step up. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm willing to, to say 
you know, it all counts on that or I'm all focused on that just because I don't want to be let down. Right. OK. <laughs> At the end of the day. But um, I, I don't know. But, yeah, they have to be. I mean, they were statistically the worst defense in the ACC. And, and how can they bounce back from that? Uh, looking at the D-line specifically, th- those are who the yeah. guys I need to step up. Desmond Evans, uh, Miles Murphy, uh, Jafari Ritzy, Tamarian Fox, all these guys that are, that are dogs and I know have the ability to step up. Can they, production-wise, can they get after it? Can they get after the quarterback? Can they rush the passer? You know, last year it was really, um, you know, just my guy came in Rucker. He, mm-hmm. he was like the main pass rusher. Can we have other guys step up and, and really help him do that? Will be interesting to see. I, I'm cool with the linebackers. I think Power Eccles and, and Cedric Gray are fantastic. They just have to have help. They just have to have help. And, and I mean, that back end last year was so bad, KG. I mean, yeah. they, they just couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the pass. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was just bad defensively. Uh, you know, and, and so Drake May is going to have to be Superman, I think. I see your point in that. Could UNC win a shootout? Perhaps. But again, I think they're more comfortable at being a shootout. Oh, no, I agree. We got to get a big stop. (laughs) They're definitely more comfortable in doing that. I mean, think of kind of the App State game last year. That was their opener. That was definitely a shootout. But I think you give yourself more ways to win. If this defense can just be, just show me something, right? Right. Show me some life, Mac. Yeah, it it will be interesting. And, you know, just going back to the offense for a second, I know we talked pass catchers, but, you know, looking at Drake May and obviously one of the best if not the best in the country. When it's all said and done, you know, when you look pound for pound, what can this guy do? I think he, I think he's got a shot to take that number one pick, you know, away from Caleb Williams, despite what everyone, you know, kind of is already locking that in and, and locking it down. The question is, how can he get better? What yeah. can Drake May do to get better? And, and for me, it's it's all about his pocket presence. When he's seeing that stuff happen in front of him, when he's feeling that, can he just slightly move? It, when he takes off and runs, can he keep his eyes downfield, pick up the big play? And, and when you're getting close to that sideline, don't just duck out three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Just throw it away. Yeah. You don't want to be in second and 13, third and 13 or worse. Just throw the ball away. Keep it manageable. Stay where we are. Let's make that happen. Then, of course, that helps all the numbers and perception and all these different things with the offensive line. Um, and then just getting that ball out quick, KG. Like we saw against Clemson, against NC State, they threw some different things at him coverage rise that he wasn't used to seeing. You know, with, with Clemson, it was a third safety. With NC mm-hmm. State, it was an extra nickelback, linebacker, whatever you want to call it. And so windows that were normally there weren't there. You know, the, 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 there's certain things in a cover three that's open, but then when you insert that next level defender back there, it isn't anymore. And so how can he find those windows? How can he understand that it's going to be different? And then if you don't see anything, it's okay to check it down. It's okay to get it to your running back or whoever that outlet player is, and let them create. A positive play in any fashion is better than a negative yeah. play. So I'm interested to see that on top of the run game. You know, I, I think that I go back and forth, to be quite frank. What's more important to me? What's more important to this team's success? Increased production and commitment to the run game or the defense? And in the day and age we're in, I kind of think it's the run game. Like defense – do whatever. Give Defense, me one turnover. Who cares? Give me one turnover. <laughs> one turnover. That's all I need. That's and we'll be fine. When you have a team like this, right? Like it's it's when different because they like can this. score. They can score with anybody. And so it, it's got to be a thing because they have the dues. Mm-hmm. They have the list of running backs. Can they just get yeah. it going? That'll be interesting. Let Let's see which strategy plays out in this game, Mac. I'm, <laughs> I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Let's make a pick. 
Will Mac Brown be Simon Says dancing after this game? Like he did against the game a couple years ago. KG or Mac Brown? Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was trying to be bad. I was trying to be bad there. If you want to see that. Can you, you dance? Can you dance, KG? No. Can you break it down a little? No, okay. All right. Not. There we go. Okay. Obviously yeah. not. I can floss. That's it. Okay. North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite yeah. in this game, which I find kind of interesting because a lot of times Vegas likes to give that, uh, that edge to the SEC team. Right. I'll tell you, Mac, I hate doing this. Uh, because I would love to see the Tar Heels win this game for a variety of reasons. No I'm taking way. South Carolina plus the points. You're starting off our yeah. season together. By I'm trying to beat you. I'm trying chickens. to win. Okay, listen. South Carolina plus the points. And if I had to pick just a straight-up winner, I, I think I'm taking the Gamecocks. Mainly because Still, you just yeah. doubled down. Because no Tez Walker, as of now, I, I've got some questions about where these playmakers pop up. For North Carolina, I want to see it. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. And then wow. I do think, as much as it pains me to say this, I think Rattler did turn a corner last year. And I just – that UNC defense terrifies me, Mac. It terrifies me. KG, listen, I hear what you're saying. And I have heard good things about Spencer Rattler and that he has made improvements and he's kind of – We saw know, on it that track. at the end of the season. We did see it. We did see it. Now, sustainability, I'm interested in. Quarterback battle when it's – you know, Drake versus you, what are you going to be able to do? Um, but still, the audacity to come on this podcast and say that to come on this podcast, like you're a guest. You're a guest right now. Stephen A. McLean. <laughs> right. Um, no, I mean, you know, it's a toss-up. I think it is. You know, when it's that close, if it was any higher point total, I would lean and, and mm-hmm. probably take the chickens. But I, I think it's close, and I think UNC is going to win the game. Uh, so I, I'm picking them here. This is great. I'm starting out undefeated. I'm winning. This is awesome. I feel really good about it. Look, for the record, go Heels. All right? There we go. Okay. I want North Carolina to win this game. I think everyone's aware of that. All right. Let's talk about (laughs) our next game and our next big game and our big game breakdown. Then we'll run through the rest of them. Louisville at Georgia Tech. This is 7.30 p.m. tonight on ESPN. This is a primetime slot for both of these teams. And I think one of these teams could really change the narrative quickly if they win this game. And Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. This game is in Atlanta at Georgia Tech. Actually, they're playing in the big Mercedes-Benz Stadium. New quarterbacks on both sides. Mac Haynes King has been named the starter for Georgia Tech. You've got Jack Plummer, the transfer in who's who's been in Jeff Brom's system before. So much new on both sides here. I am not quite sure what to expect. I am very intrigued with both of these new quarterbacks, though, Mac. I, I I really don't know what to expect, though. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Intriguing is is the most accurate you know word that I can have for for both of these teams because in in to start on the Louisville side, 41 new players, yeah. an entire new coaching staff. Who is this team going to be? I have no clue. I mean, you know, from a, a culture standpoint, it'd be one thing if you know you've been there and you just got a clean house or a lot of people left, and and we kind of know who you are, what you do. Um, but this is a whole new place, and certainly am. Very optimistic about what yeah. Coach Brom is going to do at Louisville. And I think the excitement level, the buy-in from the fans is is going to be a major key. But also how smart and, and offensive and just the way that he calls a game, you know, dials it up and his, you know, kind of thought process there is, is impressive. So I think from that aspect, Louisville is going to be better. But from a Jimmy and Joe standpoint, I've just, I just got to see it. I just don't know. Uh, Jack Plummer was with Brom before. Didn't really work out. He had to leave, go somewhere else, got beat out by. He's not coming off a good year. Neither of these quarterbacks are coming off a good year. Right. So when when you look at that, um, 
you know, will be interesting to see. Back in the system, you know, he's your guy. Everybody's excited. Skill-wise, you know, Jawar Jordan, we know what we're getting from yeah. him. Really talented guy. Should be involved in the passing game. But then who steps up at, at wide receiver? You know, Jamari Thrasher, uh, you know, uh, Huggins-Bruce there, I think, mm-hmm. are, are capable and ready guys. But, again, you just got to see it. We just got to find out. Uh, and then defensively for Louisville, so active, so talented last season with getting after the quarterback, forcing turnovers, one of the best in America last year. Yeah. Can they keep that up? A lot of those guys are gone. They moved on. Some transferred, some are in the NFL. Can they replicate that? Again, a whole new staff. So I'm interested to see it from, from the Louisville side, KG. Yeah, and, and Mac, I'm curious from a former player's perspective, when you look at this game, what film are you watching? I mean, do you even have – as an opener, I know you'll watch some yeah. stuff from last year, but – Georgia Tech, like, do, how much does their offense change with Haynes King? This is a guy where you want to use his legs. He only completed 55% of his passes in College Station last year. So can you watch much film? Right. Well, for both teams, right? Like for both. Louisville, 41 new players. Georgia Tech, probably a different scheme and, and different yeah. you know, guy leading the way. Uh, so, yeah, it's tough. You, you have to watch a little bit of his film at, at Texas A&M, watch a little bit of scheme, what they did. And, and for Louisville, it's even, or for Georgia Tech watching Louisville, it's even different because you right. got to watch – Louisville, and then you watch Purdue, and then you got to watch Cal to see what Jack did. So you got like this weird, you know, tripod of of things that you're having to watch there. So a lot, you know, if if you want to be super successful. But when I look at Georgia Tech and I see Haynes King, you know, it seems like there's a really good relationship there between him and Coach Winky. Uh, you know, from early on in camp, I had heard things that he was the mm, guy. They hadn't announced it, but that he was the guy. And then just what other skill players step up around him. I think he's talented. I think. I think Georgia Tech has a handful of quarterbacks that, that are talented and, and can, you know, compete and, and maybe win you some games. Who finishes the season? Like, is Haynes the guy the whole year? That will be interesting to see. Can Georgia Tech build on the momentum that they kind of grabbed last year when Coach Key became the guy and they went on to, you know, have a nice finish to their season? Mm-hmm. That, that's what I can't wait, you know, to, to see just how can they continue that. And I think defensively, it starts with Miles Brooks, one of the best safeties you know, in the ACC here, we're loaded at that position. We have so many good safeties in this league. How can he change a game? You know, because they were, as a unit, as a whole, KG, I think inconsistent but brilliant at the same time at, at, at other times. So how can we close that gap a little bit so we can win some games and, and go bowling? I like that, Matt. Can LaMiles Brooks be a game changer? Can he make a, a game-changing play? He's right. maybe the best player, just overall football player on the field out of these two teams. and. The other thing with this game, Mac, Haynes King, he was a big-time recruit. I mean, oh, yeah. he could be a difference maker for Georgia Tech. He didn't look great at A&M. But when, you said something really interesting there. When's the last time Georgia Tech started a season with a quarterback and ended the season with that quarterback starting yeah. and playing an entire year? It, Justin Thomas? Like, is that the last one? It's been and a minute. surely, because of the nature of their offense, he, he might not even have made it the whole <laughs> season. I mean, it's before when they were running that triple option. I mean, it was – it's right. difficult to run that thing and operate. But now you are right. Like, it would be nice to have some consistency, it have it kind of built up and, and to where you have a guy and you feel good about the guy throughout the, uh, the whole season there. Let's make a pick, Mac. This primetime Friday night game, <laughs> Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. This game is in Atlanta yeah. and uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. As I mentioned, I don't think either team knows much about the other so I'm going to take the home dog here to cover. I'm going to take Georgia Tech plus seven and a half. And I'm, I'm actually going to take Georgia Tech outright. I think Georgia Tech wins this oh. game. I think Vegas is off 
I, I think Vegas is thinking, okay, there's a lot of excitement and hype with Louisville because of their schedule and Jeff Brom and all these things. And Georgia Tech, to your point, did finish really well. So uh, give me the Yellow Jackets, Mac. I thought that we were going to disagree here, and here we are. Oh, we're back. You know, we separated <laughs> about the chickens, but here we are. We're back. Uh, I, I like that. I love that. Actually, I think that Georgia Tech again gets that momentum. Um, like you said, I think Vegas has it backwards. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think that those guys figure it out, get it going um, for sure to cover. But I, I'm with you. I think they get the dub and uh, you know get this season off started with a really high note. Okay, Mac, that was our big game breakdown. Let's get to these other games. Let's run through them. Friday Night Lights. I love that we have the Battle of the Miamis, Miami of Florida versus Miami of Ohio. And this is at 7 o'clock on ACC Network Friday night. Miami's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Mac, we were debunked these rumors for us. We were seeing rumors on the Twitterverse about TVD and one of his fingers possibly being hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. We think yeah. TVD is going to be good to go. Sound from his head coach. It sounds okay. like he's good to go. I was I know. worried about that because, you know, finger, index finger, or thumb, whatever it was on the not throwing good. hand, that, that's not good. And, uh, you know, you got all these crazy canes everywhere saying, he's out, he's 50-50, he's going, no one knows. Uh, but it sounds like he's playing. It sounds like he's fine, he's good, he's going, uh, which obviously is a big deal here as, as uh, you know, they need him. And I think Miami needs to make mm. a statement in this game. Um, like, I'm talking about hanging 70. Like, you got to go. Uh, these, these guys have to play at a high level. Um, you know, how improved, how quickly improved can they be under Coach Shannon Dawson there on the offensive coordinator side? The offensive line is retooled. Uh, and, and I think kind of the headliner is the true freshman, which yeah. is nuts, and Francis Maui Noah. Um, just a big, freaky guy that is super athletic. It was crazy to see him in person, just how good this dude looks as, as a baby. Uh, and, and then you've got right, you know, on the other side, Javian Cohen from Alabama, who was an all-SEC caliber guy. Uh, Matt Lee from UCF, who, you know, a lot of people had as the number one center last year, which is amazing, you know, in his work ethic and things that he has going on. And, of course, at left tackle, Jalen Rivers, you, you feel good mm -hmm. about that. So instantly from that, KG, I've got to think they're going to be a much better offensive football team because of who's up there. But now it's how consistent can Tyler Van Dyke be getting the ball downfield to his guy, Restrepo, Colby Young, Tyler Harrell, who comes from Louisville via Alabama, via – you know, however many transfers. I think he graduated. Yeah, his so mama. Play. Um, right. Uh, and then, of course, the tight end. So I, I think from that, all those aspects, when you add in Coach Shannon Dawson, the offense is going to be back to, to making some noise. I agree. I'm very, very – I think, you know, we talk about Louisville, Georgia Tech. I'm also very intrigued to see Miami here. I think you got to two-screen it with, with these two games happening at the same time. According to Mac and his sources, Tyler Van Dyke's playing. So that makes me feel good. I, Miami just worries me in general with these kind of games. I mean, we saw them lose to Middle Tennessee last year. But I think game one, you haven't had time really to get hurt yet, allegedly. I think Miami covers. But I don't feel great about it. I, or sorry, Miami of like Florida, uh, minus 16 and a half. <laughs> you got to be specific. I like that, too. Yeah, you do. I, I like that, too. I think Miami, you know, sends a message. I think the run game is back as well. So I like them with the points there. I think Allen and Fletcher, two newcomers, two young guys, uh, one transfer via Nebraska, the other a true freshman, really get it done. Uh, and then on the defensive side, and, and Coach Guidry, the things that he's going to do from a creativity standpoint, a multiple-look standpoint, KG, I really like what they're going to do. So I think Miami, I think they're on their way to maybe being a problem. Let's hope so, for the sake of the Atlantic Coast Conference. 
Let's hope so. All right, Mac. Our next game here. This game honestly just makes me kind of sad. Virginia. It says at number 12, Tennessee on some different places. I was looking, but they're playing in Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee is a 28-point favorite. This is a noon game on ABC. That spread itself. Oh, my goodness. Um, Overall, uh, if if there's a key, it's probably keeping Tony Musket upright. I think that's something that Virginia has to be able to do. Here's a, a crazy stat, though. Last year when Tennessee was favored by 28 points or more, that was three times, they covered the spread in each of those games. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence for UVA. Of course, Joe Milton's the new quarterback in that, in uh, Knoxville. Mac, I mean, is there any is there anything that we can talk about in this game that's going to lean Virginia's way? Yeah, you, you know, I think just the the lessons you learn from year one to year two as a head coach for Coach Elliott. Um, this is the first time this group has played. Yeah. You know, when it, when we're keeping score since that tragedy. So there's going to be a lot of passion, a lot of excitement, a lot of emotion. You know, you have to control that and use it the right way. And I can't imagine dealing with that, but I know that that's going to be the case there. And just how can guys like Malachi Fields, Kobe Pace, Tony Musket, you know, just conjure up and ball out and, and keep this thing close? I think it's going to be a tall task, especially with Chico Bennett mm, being out. I hate that. I think he's their best player. I, I do too. Such a great yeah. young man. It was a lot of fun talking with him. So you look at this Tennessee team, I mean, Joe Milton is a mm-hmm. beast. I mean, cannon of an arm. Super athletic, big dude. Can he control that, you know, and continue to get the ball to guys like Brew McCoy, Squirrel White, who Clemson fans close your ears. You don't want to hear those names anymore. It seems like they just were scoring all over the place. So we'll see, KG, but I'm I'm going with Tennessee here. I think that they dominate. I think they want to make and send a message of their own, and uh, I think they get it done and and really just come out swinging. They cover. Yeah, I, I do too. This game's this game's going to be ugly. So that's a lot of points. It's going to be ugly. A lot of points. All right, let's talk Hokies, Mac. Virginia Tech is playing Old Dominion in a revenge spot. Virginia Tech is a 16-point favorite, 8 o'clock on ACC Network on Saturday. Grant Wells is the guy for Virginia Tech, is what we were hearing. Allie Jennings is now a Hokie. He is no longer a Monarch. This is great news for all Hokies. Uh, interesting, this is a big number. I mean, for a team that beat Virginia Tech last year, for Virginia Tech, to be a 16-point favorite, I find interesting, Mac. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and especially just given the, the you know, rivalry itself, I think it's two and two all time. Uh, but, of course, the home team is always one. And mm. I think when it is at home, Virginia Tech does work. I, I have to think that they cover. I have to think Night game that, too. You know, at In home, Lane Stadium. night game, it's going to be packed. We're going to be there. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a big deal. They're going to want to show out. Uh, and so from that aspect uh, and for the the pure um, mental health of Eddie Royal, uh, I think that they cover. Uh, but I just would like to see more consistency offensively. Uh, and I think we're going to get that because of the wide receiver play. You know, the guys that Virginia yeah. Tech has brought in, especially Ali Jennings, who dominated this game last year. Uh, and then I'm interested just to follow along with this quarterback battle, you know, as, as it is you know, our guy's job and, and he was announced there with, with Grant and can he pull it out? Has competition raised his level mm-hmm. of play? But I have to think Kyron Droves goes in early and off. Interesting. Like just you from a, a package standpoint. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, he might play the second series, you know, I, I think that he's, I think that's the plan though. It's not necessarily a, right, you're right. out, you're in. It's like a, this dude's going in to, to make some waves and to throw a different wrinkle at you, which I don't love, the two quarterback system, but when they're different enough, I think it yeah. can work. So it, it has to be strategic. It can't just be one dimensional, but 
Kyron, I think, is too good to just be sitting on a side. I think the key here is Grant Wells can't throw three picks. Uh, it, that's the bottom line. Be nice. And then Allie Jennings, the best yeah. player on the field last year, played for Old Dominion. This year he's playing for Virginia Tech. I think Vegas wants you to to look at this game and say, oh, Old Dominion beat them last year. They're going to cover the 16. I, I'm not really buying that, especially night game in Lane Stadium. Yeah. I'm going to take the Hokies to cover. I agree. I agree. Look at Matt. Like Matt, we're already outsmarting Vegas. We're already off to a good start. Killing I mean, Vegas. We're Come hoping. on. Come on. Okay, only one more game with a spread this weekend. Boston College versus Northern Illinois, noon on ACC Network. BC's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think BC covers here, Mac. That's a very low number. Uh, can they run the ball? That's my biggest question with this kind of new-look O-line with Christian Mahogany leading the way. And how does Emmett Moorhead look? Those are my questions here. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting for me, KG, the quarterback indecisiveness, mm. maybe? I don't know. There's been some weird stuff coming out of BC from you know folks around the program and things of that nature that make me uneasy because I felt really good. If you go back and listen to our preview, I felt really good about the situation. And now leading into to this game, I don't know if I do. And, and you know why is that? I, I want to know why. And maybe we'll see that in this game. But I have to think the O-line improvement is going to be dramatic. I think they're going to be able to really ground and pound, run the football, uh, which is always exciting and a good thing. And then I also would love to see the pass rush mm, yeah. jack it up a little bit from the defensive end spots. I mean, there are two guys there that are elite that I think are draft picks that, you know, again, can you scheme it up? Can you get pressure? Can you get back there? Um, it'll be interesting to see. But with all that said, I'm taking Northern Illinois. I don't like this spread. I don't like this number. I don't like the feeling of it. I don't love the quarterback situation for whatever reason. And I'm going with what are they? The Huskies. Huskies. I don't even know. The Huskies. Okay, you're back play. I don't like. I don't like. Look at you! You're coming for me this year. So <laughs> wait, does BC lose? I'm nervous about mm. it. I hope not, but I'm nervous mm, about mm, it. Mm. Christian Mahogany is going to listen to this and be like, "Bro, I'm never." Talking. We love Christian Mahogany. I think he balls out. I think well, he obviously. just eats dudes out on the field. Obviously, that's what he but does. But I am worried about the. Okay, about now it. I'm so intrigued by that game. Now, okay, our last two games, Mac. They do these do not have spreads. They should be big wins for both of these ACC schools. Pitt is playing Wofford at 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network, and Syracuse is playing uh, Colgate, Colgate, 4 o'clock on ACC Network Extra. My biggest intrigue with these two games is you were talking about the quarterback position at BC. We heard Pat Narduzzi wanting to talk about all of his quarterbacks, not just Dracovic, when we talked to him in our preview. So, what does the QB position look like for Pitt? That that's my biggest intrigue with these games. Yeah, that that just might be a little coach's talk be. to throw it us off. It might be. I don't trail, know. To throw us off the trail, or it might not be. Uh, you know, just to see Jerk reuniting with his guy. Um, I think they do pretty sizable work yeah. here, though. I, I think they they prove a point too. Need to see consistency from the pass catchers, sp uh, specifically looking at Means mm -hmm. and Mumfield. Um, I, I would love to see them just have a really big year. Then you're hearing about a couple freshmen. Uh, Kenny Johnson as well that people are very excited about. So the pass catching, I think, will, will dramatically improve. And then just, you know, defensively, who's next up for the QBK? You know, I think it's Dayon Hayes, but there are a couple other names that they feel really good about that, you know, at the end of the year, we're like, dang, this is this is a dude. This is a all-ACC caliber player. Um, so I think they get it done. And then, of course, the Cuse Orange fighting the toothbrushes of Colgate. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Garrett Schrader – you know, makes it happen. I'm interested to see kind of his next level. Can he stay healthy for a full year? I think that's very important and, and you know, vital for Syracuse success. Uh, and, and then, of course, Aronde Gadsden. He's just been that dude, right? You know, he, he's the guy that can really get things going for your offense. 
but everybody in the country knows him and knows where he's going to be. How can you disguise it? How can you hide him? But also, how can you put him in the best situation to win, whether it's the route tree combination, the release, whatever, just kind of forcing defenses not to double-team him, not to have cloud coverage over the top because he's such a special dude. So I think that Pitt and Cuse win comfortably and uh, you know, really get started for, a, for a, a good foot for their season as well. Agreed on those, Max. So we've got some interesting picks here. What we disagree on just overall for the weekend – we disagree on Boston College, Northern Illinois, and we disagree on South Carolina, North Carolina. So those are going to be the difference makers, Eric McLean. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. That's right, KG. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how this whole thing shakes out. Can't wait to see it. Week one is here. Uh, jacked up for it. Again, coverage tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, we'll have a Watch little preview for you on Monday. And Watch ACC Network. Come on. Stay on your TV. So we'll have a preview for you Monday. Duke Clemson. And then we'll review the weekend. We'll sit down and talk about it Tuesday morning, quarterbacks. Never heard of that. Can't wait to do it, though. Uh, but that's it from us. Big appreciation to our friends over at Ingles. Thank you for your support and everything that they do for us. Uh, and we need you guys to go over to YouTube. Subscribe. Jump on this Hello. channel. You got to watch the fun things we do, the interviews. Jared Verse was awesome on Wednesday. Uh, go back and check that out before the game. Get a little refresher on uh, what's going on there Sunday night. Uh, but, of course, we appreciate you guys on Apple Podcasts as well. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.